everyone. This is Tony Holbein. You are listening to the Super Revenue Brothers with Raul and Tony. In today's episode, we're going to talk about PLG. Is it a scam or is it an actual thing for you? Enjoy. Raul. Nice to be Tony. here again. Yes, we were just here yesterday. Like, we, we're spending a good amount of time on this right now, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it's pretty easy to record these things, right? It's really just you and I having a having a chat. And funnily enough, because we did a, the PacCon talk last week, it's uh, it's wild. It's wild to me that people are quite fascinated by the process of recording podcasts. Um, and and people are asking me stuff, and after the PacCon, they said, "Oh, so basically, it's just the two of you talking." I didn't realize that it was that. And I was like, okay, but what did you think it was? <laughs> so, how do you think a podcast is like, there's no director going like, hey, shots and now talk and do this. There's no script. Um, so I think that was very funny. I think a lot of people also are really interested in sort of doing their own thing. So they're yeah. just, they just want to get their hands on all kinds of insight. So I also wonder yeah. if it's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> oh, it's just you chatting. Is that, you know, is it, oh, because it's unstructured and, and you know, it's, it takes on, you know, new forms all the time. Or it's like, ooh, you know, I thought it would be, you know, more produced and stuff like, I'm not even sure if it's a good or a bad thing that it's, that it's that simple, so to speak. I think it's not that, that simple for everyone. So if you look mm -hmm. at some of the content online, I think some of it is much more designed and, yeah. and, um, and also there's many segments and there's many things recurring and, and all that stuff. I think this is just what we agreed on is, is sort of our style. Um, personally for me, that's also, I think that what I enjoy the most and what I'm best at is I like not knowing what I was going to say. And yeah. I like coming into things and, and being actually interested in what I was going to say rather than knowing it already before. Yeah. Let's, let's see how much of this we cut out or leave in. Uh, but since we're on the topic of, you know, building podcasts, what helps us a lot is reviews. Uh, so wherever you kind of listening to this, please try and go in, you know, put in a review five stars only only five stars, um, and then leave a couple of words so other people know why, why you think it's great. Um, so having said that, uh, Roel, what do we want to talk about today? Yeah, so we're trying something out today, uh, which is we have all these topics that we sort of didn't know how to put into a format yet um, that, that we, we think are really important to discuss. And you could call them sort of like buzzwords, you could call them trendy topics. Uh, and we came up with something that we're going to try out now. It's called Scam or Scheme. And what we're going to do is we're going to throw out a, t a topic. Uh, today's topic is going to be PLG, product-led growth. And then we'll see whether we think that's a scam and whether we agree or disagree or maybe something in between. Mm -hmm. And so for today, the, uh, the idea is scam or scheme product-led growth. Yes. Tony, what's product-led growth? So product-led growth. Uh, let's kind of go through the history of that. So it's a, it's a recent buzzword. Maybe for the last one or two years, it's been kind of really flaring up. Um, everyone... Uh, wants to do PLG product-led growth because hey, it's it's the new thing. Um, where this really came from, you could say, is from you know free trial, freemium, you know e-commerce kind of environment where someone can be online, uh, sign up to your product, use it, insert the credit card at some point, and then grow you know with the needs uh, of the person. Uh, kind of can grow then the amount of the subscription there, right? The the ultimate idea is, oh, wow, you don't need salespeople anymore. Kind of, mm -hmm. I think this is kind of the ultimate idea that everyone kind of thinks about uh, when, when talking about PLG. I think it's much more nuanced than that and we'll kind of uncover some of these pieces, but I think that's kind of the, the entry point. And then the other thing 
um, that that makes investors super, you know, giddy about PLG is this always oh, super easy to do upsell and have you know high high net retention rate because through usage and then you invite other people and you want to unlock other parts of the product and then you have you know free upsell basically happening everything is for free in PLG basically kind of that's that's mm -hmm. what the you know the people think um, and um, and because that's absolutely fucking not true um, that is actually why I'm leaning on the scam side. Uh, with PLG, there are a couple of other items that are gonna bring forward to kind of you know uh, you know cement that point. But I am leaning scam on PLG. I don't want to say hundred percent scam. By the way, I think it's more on the like the thirty uh, so in the the eighty percent scam kind of range. Um, but that's that's actually my my position. Yeah. So the way you just described it. I would actually agree 100% that that is a scam. Yeah. Even, I would go even more extreme. So especially the part where, and and I mean, the way you worded it also came across a little bit that way is, is it's sort of a an ideal state of things that sort of never works out. And mm -hmm. But it looks amazing on paper. It sells so nicely to a VC. Mm -hmm. And I, I we have gotten in a lot of these recently also and, and in the last years. But it's practically impossible to make work and 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 it's also practically impossible to make work at the zero cost um because at the end of the day plg the way you described it and unfortunately the way a lot of people understand it is basically doing magic yeah it's basically sort of like you're an alchemist and i think that's sort of also what attracts people to it because everyone wants to feel like they're so smart that they hacked the system and like funnily enough those are the same people that go on blogs read about plg and then think that the stuff from the blog is going to be making them hack the system. Yeah, um, I think I think there's yeah. also uh, an emotional thing to it, which is, um, and I think that's still true for many founders um, that basically kind of believe like, hey, you just need to build product and they will come, right? Kind of yeah. that's that's a bit of the, the emotional piece that sits behind it. Hey, I only need to build a great product that's super easy to use, super easy to recommend, super easy to onboard, super easy to kind of solve all kinds of different problems. And um, and then people will come, uh, they will upsell, everything will be great. And then I can say like, well, you know, I don't need those those shitty sales reps. I don't need those tactics. I can I can do a clean, wonderful, uh, uh, natural way of growing, which is really the right way to do it because it's product led, and product led growth is then you know the synthesis of this, right? And I think um, and I think. This is this is a little bit you know not not only the investor side but it's also a little bit the uh, if you and I talked to uh, Lea Turin kind of she's like a really big PLG advocate she was actually on the Revenue Formula podcast as well and um, you know her rationale is well if product led is really the point what happens is you're going to be investing more money in product therefore creating a better product therefore creating a better experience therefore creating better value. And then you're going to be more successful as an organization, right? So she is obviously kind of very clear that none of this is for free. You will just have more R&D expenses than you would have in another company. And she's also pretty clear that um, this whole, you know, build a great product and they will come, that that's also just BS. So yeah. she's pretty, you know, woken up obviously around this. Um, but the whole rationale is that if you focus on, if you as a company have a product-led kind of strategy. That means you invest more into product and therefore you will, you know, generate better value, have a bigger moat, you know, all of these other things basically coming out of this. Yeah. And this is where, for me, this is what I think the scam is. 
-hmm. is the L actually in, in the equation. So in PLG, the L is the scam. Um, I have a problem with the term product led mm. because I believe that go to market is the way, the way I see it. I, I try to look at it really from a sort of very high level view. Um, at the end of the day, go to market is just pulling some levers, um, understanding which levers you have, first of all, selecting them and pulling them to achieve certain outcomes in the market. And there's different kinds of levers. There is high level levers such as marketing, sales and product. Mm -hmm. And the question is what kind of layers under that do you have at your disposal in your products to to sort of uh, push go to market forward mm -hmm. and there's very simple ones that have been discovered and and that is typically what people think of first it's referrals um it's sort of like people uh, built in virality right uh, that's the way superhuman was built that's the way dropbox was built so the fact alone that me using dropbox means i need to share something with someone means that there is a sharing factor in there right and and there's these factors where if you understand plg a bit better and you understand um, sort of the levers behind it, you understand that some of them can stand on their own, but most of them can't just stand on their own, such as maybe virality, okay, but they benefit very strongly from having other factors in there. And so at that point, it doesn't become product-led anymore. It becomes not sales-led. It just becomes growth. Yeah. And this is the way that I would like to think about things is, hey, a good growth person, a, 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 an average medium growth person is the one who reads a blog and says, PLG, let's build a great business plan, pitch it to the VC, get money. A good growth person is like, I don't give a fuck about PLG, SLG, MLG. I'll just do growth. Mm -hmm. And the agnosticism of things, this is where I think, I actually think it's not a scam because understanding the individual layers, understanding, hey, how do I build virality? How do I use signups to, to create tension? How do I uh, do free trials, for example? That's a scheme. Yep. So on this, right? So number one, you know, introducing some facts here. Um, Inside Partners did some research and the whole idea about, hey, you don't need salespeople, uh, you know, people will just come and sign up, everything is great. The whole idea hinges on you have basically lower sales and marketing costs and therefore you can put this money to R&D. Well, um, Inside Partners did some research and it turns out that uh, PLG companies have on average a 20% higher sales and marketing <laughs> expense than, than sales-led organizations. Um, and they actually also have been recently even more plummeting on the uh, valuation side, by the way. So kind of this PLG hype, at least for investors, seems to be a bit, bit over. Um, and I think then the other thing which is really important, so actually before that, um, what many people think that her PL, hear PLG for the first time is, you know, oh, you know, only product is going to make product decisions. And, you know, that they, they think like PLG is versus sales led. So sales led is like the commercial team makes decisions, product led, the product team makes decisions. And it's, you know, you, you shouldn't be thinking like this about it. It's really just a, it's a tactic. It's a sales, it's a motion. It's a way to get, you know, basically new new customers in. That's actually what this is. Yeah. And now it comes, there are only a couple of businesses, especially in B2B, a couple of products, a couple of use cases that actually qualify for successfully deploying PLG, right? You need to have an easy to understand problem, right? Why does it need to be easy to understand? Well, if you want virality to kick in, you want people to talk about you. And if they need each half an hour to explain what you do, that's a problem. That's not easy to explain at all. So then, then you can forget about that. Number two, you need, you know, if it's easy to explain, usually it's also a simple business problem you're solving, right? And B2B, I got to say, there are not so many unsolved, simple business problems left, right? You can iterate on top and do another email, like provider, like superhuman, or you can do another, I don't know, chatbot or something like that. Uh, but the simple problems is a pretty crowded market. 
so that's difficult, right? And then on top of a simple problem, you also need to have a simple way of onboarding, using, and expanding that usage, right? If you have all of these three things together, or if you can make it so, I think product-led growth can be a great idea for you, by the way. But what I've seen in PLG uh, and B2B, in many, 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 many cases, you don't check all of those boxes. And then trying to squeeze PLG into this, sometimes pretty dangerous, actually. And very yeah. recently, I talked to Dan Steenman. He's kind of the chief evangelist of Gainsight. He basically literally wrote the book on CS. We, we asked him the same question, kind of where's going to CS going to be now with PLG? And he was almost laughing about it. And I was like, hey, so business problems are complex. And unfortunately, many times, despite best efforts, uh, they then require a complex solution. And a complex solution is not going to work with, you know, some thing walking you through this whole piece you need someone supporting you with that, and that might be a CS person eventually, right? So and I think this is where some of that PLG stuff simply breaks down. Um, it's going to be pretty complex in order to get the... And virality is such a B2C term, by the way, but the same idea actually applies to, to PLG. The idea is not that you kind of save money on selling or save money on servicing. The idea is that, you know, through... That motion, you get more people in for free maybe, but they talk about you more and then you get more people in in general that then convert to paid. That's the idea actually behind PLG. And it's nothing to do with, um, you know, which team gets to prioritize what features and so forth or that it's super cheap. It's um, it's really the, the, uh, the acquisition channel here uh, that is actually in the forefront of PLG. Yeah. And you said one thing there, um, and I don't know if, if that uh, discussion with the the, the Gainsight uh, went into there, but if you really think about it, like, what's really new about it? Is there really so much? Like, so basically, you're telling me I need to build a great product and and understand how to get people in there. It's like, okay, so what exactly is this thing that we didn't know 20 years ago? Yeah. Now, points a bit more nuanced, but at the end of the day, what's really just new is this acronym, PLG, and yeah. Product-Led Growth. Yeah. And it is, as almost always, again, another one of my pet peeves, you're getting to know a couple of them. It's people standing on stage or writing blog posts about that stuff and going mm -hmm. podcast. It is something for people to talk about. Yeah. Right. And I don't mean maybe us necessarily, because I'm really not someone looking out there looking to really talk about this too much. I think it's sort of our my duty more to really think about it critically. But um, it is something so people can sort of say I'm an expert. Right. So And then they can sell an agency model and they can sort of make a make a product out of it as a, as a freelancer. And this is where a lot of these things come from. The problem is, I don't have an issue with that, by the way. Like, I have all the freelancers, I'm a consultant myself, if you still want. Like, that's fine. Like, people need to make a living and they have a, if they help people and people are happy, okay, cool. The problem is that they cannot make nuanced products to, mm -hmm. to sort of go into the wider market. They need to make very dumbed down, very simple things so people understand it, so they can reach a, more, a broader yeah. target audience, especially if you go online. And in this case, this is one where nuance would help quite a lot because the, the simple understanding of it actually leads to more harm for a lot of companies. Yeah. And I think kind of when you, when you look at very successful big PLG, quote unquote PLG companies, um, you know, one of the first one that might come to mind is actually Atlassian, right? Atlassian, mm. big PLG company. Guess what? They have more people in sales and marketing than they have in R&D, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah. um, if you then think about some of the more recent ones like, you know, Slack and Airtable. Uh, first of all, Slack is acquired by Salesforce. I mean, Slack has a ton of salespeople. And then number two, uh, Airtable, 
very recently and very famously switched their model around. Uh, they're now actually targeting enterprise. And you know what you need in order to sell to enterprise? You need salespeople. Um, yeah. So what, what are they doing? They're doing exactly that. And one of the big issues um, for those, I mean, in Airtable, I think they're 150 million AR. And they, I mean, it's crazy, crazy company, really well done. So they're, they're respectful and they kind of got there through PLG in many, many cases. So don't, don't get me wrong. But one of the things that is destroying a little bit this magic bubble of PLG is actually net retention rate. That's actually the big mm. problem for them. And, and the reason is, is, is pretty simple, actually. It's um, if you are in the SMB segment, and that's just simply what it is, you will have more churn and you will have less upsell. If you are in the enterprise segment, you will have less churn and you will have more upsell. It's, that's, it's you know, almost this is how the cookie crumbles. I'm sorry, kind of. If you are able to sell into a big organization, they don't have time to rip you out every year. They, you know... They, they don't want to say it, but there's like, hey, you know, I hope this really works out because then I don't have this fucking problem on my desk again. And I hope this works out for like at least five years, right? Kind of that's really the mindset when you sell into enterprise. Whether or not you make a five-year deal or a one-year deal, it doesn't, you know, uh, th that doesn't change how they actually, you know, perceive this whole thing. If you're selling to an SMB, they, they don't only want to, you know, build monthly. They also want to have a monthly contract because who knows what's going to change and then they want to jump out, right? And that's actually the problem with PLG. It's extremely difficult to successfully sell into big enterprises, you know, wall to wall. I think it's great to have a, a leg in. Uh, so we saw this when we competed against Hootsuite, which is also social media management software. So we were kind of both competing for the Coca-Cola account and, and, you know, I had a team go to Atlanta and pitch and stuff. It was actually pretty cool. But uh, I think Hootsuite took this one simply because Hootsuite could show them, hey, out of the, you know, I don't know, 1,000 social media managers that you're having, 400 are already using our platform. Like they're already on it. We just, we haven't consolidated this to one thing and, you know, it's not wall to wall yet. But basically, the rollout is going to be super simple, and you guys love us already, right? And it's pretty. There's a pretty powerful message if you can, you know, kind of deliver this, and obviously pulls down your your CAC for for enterprise deals a lot. But you will still need someone to bring it over the uh, the wall. I mean, it's 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 you know to to kind of rope it over the finish line. They're, just by PLG, uh, it's just not going to work out. And I think sometimes the very misleading example that's that's given is like a snowflake or an AWS or like a Google Cloud um, where basically, yes, you sign up with a credit card, you basically pay a dollar a month or something like that, and then you put more and more services on this and it scales up and suddenly you add like a 20K a month kind of bill and then the CFO comes in and like, okay, let's you know put the, the lid on this and negotiate an annual deal and let's not have list prices and stuff. People always think that this is how their PLG startup could work out, but it's it's very rare cases where this works like this, right? It's very, very rare cases, very few cases where you can reliably start at almost zero and then get to 20K MRR, so monthly recurring. So what is that, 250K a year? Um, mm -hmm. very few cases where you can reliably kind of pull this off and, and, and taking those then as an example, I think it's super misleading. And this goes back to what you said before, which is again, for me, a scam indicator, mm -hmm. people have to use it in the correct environment and snowflake, while I'm not an absolute expert in it, I see a lot of things about snowflake that, that make product a sort of a growth lever as well. Mm -hmm. But then again, and. I've seen some people with 
absolutely egregious ideas of what PLG could do for their company. Like your business model, you said it before, it has to be simple. Mm. Your 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 product, sorry, and your business model maybe also as well. It has to be simple. And and I've seen people use PLG in cybersecurity, anti-terror uh, software for like government tech. Yeah. I've seen people use that or like try to pitch that way. Uh, I've, I, I went to sort of a startup night in Berlin. Um, there was a guy that used PLG in like infrastructure for uh, IoT producers, mm -hmm. uh, sort of PLG is like, okay, like, I don't know if the, your market is big enough, whatever. I don't know enough about the market, but like, if you cannot explain what your thing does in a very simple way, it's probably not a PLG case. Yeah. Like it might benefit from in some sort of like incurring product benefits or like building product the way that it's easier to sort of upsell all this, all the good stuff. But like, if you're doing that kind of thing, man, go out there, get a team, do some enterprise sales. Like if your accounts are Deutsche Bank and, and, and Siemens, you're not doing you're not doing product led sales, like yeah. uh, product led growth, sorry. So um, this slip of, slip of mind there, product led sales, I actually believe this is where the pendulum is swinging towards by now, by the way, right? So you have this full on sales led. So whether it's SDR or sales, uh, you know, uh, you know, full cycle or just inbound and then demo and then AE doesn't matter, but that's usually what's being uh, termed uh, sales led. Um, and then you have product led where basically is no touch, you know, people just sign up with a credit card uh, and that's great. What's starting to happen more and more is something that's called product-led sales, yeah, PLS. Um, and this is, this is, you know, for everyone who wasn't quite sure what PLG really meant, this is the next gen, you know, mm. crazy, you know, you know, iteration on this that actually started to really start being a term, I think, six months ago. PLG is maybe around for three or four years now. This term is now around for six months. And really what this means, and we've been here before, guys, so this is not a like, oh, wow, this is the new new sh thing here. Um, what it really means, someone signs up to your product, let's call it a free trial, or let's call it a freemium kind of thing. They achieve a couple of things in the product. They get to the aha moment. Maybe they start building a habit. And, you know, some piece of software, some human checks like, oh, wow, this account, they're actually pretty big. Let me kind of talk to them. Or, hey, they're struggling to get to that next step in the product. Let me give them a call. And then basically kind of start this as a, okay, is, is a great starting point to then have a sales conversation on top. And in many, many cases, that's actually what's required. And here, I think it starts to make a ton more sense, honestly, because number one, you invite everyone to the free trial, you offer both, you know, free trial or try it out for free, whatever PLG button you decide and book a demo. So you basically have both there. And then wh whoever wants to do what, they can just kind of go into the trial, use it. If you then from the sales and marketing side, say like, you know what, I'm sorry, this is not, this is not, you know, an SQL, so to speak. Uh, we don't want to talk to them from a sales perspective. Then just leave them. And have them there in the product. They're maybe happy, maybe not. Maybe they're upselling, maybe they're growing, whatever the, the requirements might be. But then the ones that um, you do maybe want to have a conversation with, you try and engage. And, you know, guess what? They're knowing you now. They have an idea what you're selling and, you know, how, how the product works out. They may be uh, much more likely to uh, pick up your, the call from you or much more likely to, you know, read the email from you because they know you to a degree. And then you start a fairly straightforward sales motion, which seems super efficient actually, right? Because you have some filter already happening. You have some education already built with them, you know, on what your product does. 
and now you just you know quote unquote only take them the last mile right and i think um i think i i really like this pls approach like a lot more than the plg because and the thing is it's just more measured it's more in between it's more thoughtful if you will the plg thing you know is so great because it's so controversial it's so it's so mm -hmm. extremely high contrast black and white the pls thing is like a boring in betweener again but you know what the boring in betweener i think that's what's going to make your money <laughs> so yeah. so i wouldn't i wouldn't discount that so that that's what i was going to say is like do you want to have the nice business plan and the nice acronym or do you want to actually make money and so maybe to to let, let's get to wrap this up um i think very clearly some elements absolute scam Right. There's people trying to sell you this stuff, trying to produce content, get clicks and views on their content. Maybe it's probably a good idea to become more resilient to the trends anyways nowadays yeah. because people are becoming more and more uh, throwing things out just to make sort of a name for themselves who actually don't know very much what they're talking about or have never seen it or done it or not. They don't know what they're talking about. Mm. But there's nothing new about it actually in its essence. Uh, and if you combine a, a best practice or a good practice with the possibilities of today of products. If you combine that with sales and marketing, you might just build yourself a nice growth thing mm -hmm. and uh, that's the way you're going to make money. So uh, that's not a scam, that's a scheme. Um, and that's the way I look at things is get away from these trends, get away from all these charlatans, maybe lay off from the social for a while anyways, except of course for our podcast here. And except um, of course for my content on LinkedIn that you all need to follow, obviously. You know, yes, Tony Holbein, yes. check me out. Yes, not a charlatan, actual <laughs> real person. I've seen him um, and not a bot. Uh, so yeah, like get away from all that stuff. Try to go back to what's really working and what has built a lot of companies and is going to continue to build a, lot, build yeah. a lot of companies and either be one of them or be one of those that are trying PLG and not succeeding. Yeah, absolutely. And and maybe if I, if I, if I make kind of one last piece on this, like go back to first principles thinking kind of why would this work and why would this not work for you and and this should be a question not only for plg but for all of those different things and um and if you can't make sense of it even after talking to some experts then then the chances are it's probably not going to be the right thing right um and uh yeah absolutely i think you've wrapped it there though Rob. thanks for that nice tony thank you thank you and thanks everyone for listening have a good one bye bye